Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, folks, small victories matter. They're not irrelevant. You have a big one, smile a little bit just for today. Don't take a victory lap just yet, but political victories do matter. That dreadful ATF nominee by Joe Biden, who was, uh, I mean, there's no question the man was going to be a gun grabber. The most radical nominee ever to head the ATF that has been withdrawn just broke. That's great news. And it shows you what happens when you drain the political bank accounts of our opponents. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about political capital. When their political capital, like Joe Biden, goes down and down and down and down and down from a series of dreadful decisions, Afghanistan, inflation, the border, all of a sudden it starts to cascade into political wins and wins for liberty and freedom on the other side. A little bit of good news today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. we got a loaded show today, um, including another grifter expose. We'll be exposing grifters all week. And from this point on, I hate grifters in this uh, movement and on the other side. And uh, also just some really bad news. A black Democratic candidate in California was attacked by a, by a racist. Yeah, yeah. The guy's name is Harry Yelder. It is a huge scandal brewing right now. So more on the Harry Yelder scandal coming right up. Media's all over this, folks. Joe, have you heard about the Harry Yelder scandal? Uh, it's huge, right? Uh, Big deal. Yeah, no, uh, crickets, uh, pretty much, yeah. Hey, Joe, <laughs> Joe hasn't heard about the Harry Yelder scandal either. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> right. huh? Today's show brought to you by... Yeah. <laughs> With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe. Let's go. Joe's Joe's Okay. Yeah, I got the Yelder thing. Joe's uh, he's a little annoyed because yeah, he hasn't heard about the Harry Yelder scandal. So it's really sad and stunning to see this uh, incredibly racist attack on this black (laughs) on this zone. No worries, brother. A black Democratic candidate. Uh, We don't want to see that. It's been all over the media. Did you see it? The Harry Yelder scandal. It's been. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. They were like, "Oh my gosh, these racist white supremacist Republicans!" They attacked this. I, of course, folks, we're just making that up. You haven't heard anything about this. There's no such person as Harry Elder. You've heard nothing about this actual scandal because the person who was attacked was Larry Elder, who is a Republican who happens to be black. So of course, nobody gives a damn. Here's the video. Yesterday, Larry Elder was down in California. He was out. Uh, trying to look at the homeless situation. He's running for governor, wants to get eyeballs on what's happening, like any good candidate would. And he's walking around, and some crazed lunatic in a monkey mask, in a monkey mask. Larry Elder is black, in case you don't happen to know that. In a monkey mask, assaults Elder, and then punches his security guy in the face while being attacked by another crazy person pretending to be a tough guy. Watch this video. Check this out. Don't touch your mother. 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 Don't touch your mother.
So I'm sure the FBI will be investigating this as a hate crime. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's a black Republican. It's definitely not a hate crime. Crazy person in a monkey mask throws an egg and attacks the security force. Wait, what do I hear? Yes, that's right. That's the FBI. That's the FBI in their press. <laughs> Joe, can you play that again? Oh, yeah. This is their press release announcing the hate crimes investigation. Joe, one more time. Yeah, I. That doesn't sound like it sounds like crickets. That is crickets, of course. Crickets because there's nothing. There will be no FBI hate crime investigation because it's a black Republican. Showing you again what I said last night. The verdict is in. Liberals have zero principles. These people are fake, phony frauds. They will teach your kids to be racist in school. Like supremacy is everywhere. Yet you have an example of a black candidate attacked by a crazy person in a monkey mask. And nobody on the left says anything. Again, if it was the Harry Yelder scandal, you'd be hearing everything about it if he was a Democrat. But because Larry Elder is a Republican, you get, that's what you get. The double barrel middle finger. Yeah, as, as Gee accurately points out, the LA Times claims he's the black face of white. I can't even repeat it. It's so stupid. These people are so dumb. No, it's believable. These, it's, it's, given what we've seen, it's believable. These people have zero principles. I have no respect for leftists at all, and neither should you. Neither should you. The radical left are full of degenerate racist losers. Period. Period. There's no arguing that anymore. I'm going to say something. I just, God darn it. I hate when I have something in my head and I want to say it. I forget what it is. I don't know. I'll have to get to it later. But la yes, because it's Larry Elder, it doesn't matter. It's just. It, uh... All right, let me move on because these stories can get quite infuriating. Guy gets it. Oh, 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 I know what I want to say. I knew if I talked for a second, I would think of it. Just one quick thing on that video, too. If you go back and watch it again, there's this bald guy who comes up like a fake tough guy and tries to uh, get in the face. And he does. He winds up attacking one of Larry Elder's security guys. Folks, this guy is a fake. He's not a real tough guy. Um, I don't like fake tough guys. I hate them. I've been around fighters my entire life. And one of the things that you could, one of the hallmarks of a wuss bag trying to be a tough guy, you see this all the time is they think they smell weakness and they come up with their hands down and they bump chests. The hallmark of a wuss bag every time. Believe me, no real fighter walks up to a dude who they think is a potential adversary and walks up with his hands down and his chest and chin out. Only a moron does that. Watch the video again. You see this fake tough guy. The guy, trust me, if that other guy would have swung on him one time, that guy would have been crying to his monkey-faced racist attacker friend, please protect me with some more eggs. The guy is a wuss, a total starts with a P, if you get what I mean. Please take my word on that. Only chumps do that. They walk up with their hands down with the chest yeah. bump. Real fighters always walk up with their hands up. That's when you need to worry. Really worry. All right. 
All right, moving on. So, uh, you know, Peppermint Patty's full of crap. We know that. We caught them again in another lie. So Peppermint Patty gave a presser yesterday, Saki. Uh, she's full of it. She says, hey, listen, we're not evacuating the hostages, American hostages we left behind with the terrorist Taliban because we're losers. But we're not doing it because, hey, man, vetting, you know, we don't know if we can vet the people on the planes. Really? So vetting's a big deal to you now. So let's do another principles check. Uh, the, the left fails this every time because they have no principles. Uh, they're losers. But here's uh, Peppermint Patty right here suggesting that we have a real problem evacuating American hostages in Afghanistan because, you know, vetting them, get them on a plane. Vetting's a big deal. So their principles, just to be clear when you hear this, their principles, air quotes, are vetting is a priority for them. Uh, we'll see a little bit more about that in a second. Check this out. Decisions you have to make in the federal government are not yes and no decisions or as simple as what you're laying out here. What we're evaluating and looking at is how to keep people on our military bases safe while also getting these U.S. citizens, dual citizens, people who are prepared to let, leave Afghanistan, uh, able to leave. At the same time, we don't think it ha we're not going to allow flights that have hundreds of people who we don't know who they are, who haven't been security protocol through security protocols where we haven't seen the manifest to land on U.S. military bases. Her words, folks, not mine. Hey, man, we got a vetting problem. We don't want to fly the hostages out because we may not know who they are. We're definitely concerned about the vetting. So, again, simple principles check, right? She just said it. Vetting's a problem. They're worried about vetting. They are because Stephen Miller, former Trump administration official, has an incredible Twitter thread up showing about how the White House doesn't give a damn about vetting at all. The White House doesn't want to evacuate these people, the hostages they left behind, because most of these people are getting out via private charter. And the White House is embarrassed that they left people behind. And those people they left behind are being rescued by private citizens. The government gave them the double barrel and said, we're not going to do a damn thing. That's why they don't want them out. They don't give a damn this Biden administration about the hostages they left behind. Don't really sit down in the corner if you have an opinion. Otherwise, your opinion is not valid here. The facts conflict with your opinion. They left these people behind. They're doing everything they can to prevent them from getting out of country and using excuses like vetting. Vetting? Well, Steve, Stephen Miller pointed out, why don't you give a little look at the new continuing resolution, the government funding mechanism? And Biden, Joe Biden, the administration has made some demands. So just to be clear, there's a budget resolution coming. And the Biden administration said, hey, we would like these riders to be included. Remember, they're concerned about vetting, folks. Really, as Stephen Miller points out in tweet number one, it's a long thread. I encourage you to read. I'll put four of them up. He says, well, in the next section of these CR riders, right, they eliminate every statutory vetting process and every legal qualification for these Afghans uh, coming over here by declaring the sole standard to be Whatever Mr. Open Borders, our DHS Secretary Mayorkas, rubber stamps via the misnamed Operation Allies Welcome. By the way, as Miller notes, there's zero requirement to be an ally. So just to be clear, American citizens are not allowed to leave a terrorist hot zone in Afghanistan who the Biden administration abandoned behind enemy lines. They're not allowed to leave because they're worried about vetting. But Afghans who come here... We have no idea if they're allies or not. None. Translators fought with it. No idea at all. The Biden administration for them has pretty much waived all practical vetting requirements and made the vetting requirements basically whatever the DHS says. The DHS wrote in there or equivalent background checks. 
meaning whatever they say it is. So vetting for U.S. citizens trying to get out, big deal. Vetting for Afghans coming here, no, 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 it's what we say it is. Oh, it gets worse. Stephen Miller. Here's a second tweet. Well, it's actually four on his thing, but I used I, I only took four. He says, all legal restrictions on welfare and public benefits are being waived, allowing every unauthorized Afghan national to access cash welfare, food stamps, Medicaid, public housing, etc. This off-the-book spending, Congress doesn't appropriate the money. It's simply drawn from the Treasury. Look at this. Uh, he has the picture of the bill, in case you doubt any of this. Look at all of the benefits you get. And, and notice the part. Notice section two. These Afghan nationals, we have no idea who they are. They helped us, didn't help us, worked against us. We have no idea because Mayorkas gets to say who they are, that they are, quote, considered to be in lawful status for the purpose of eligibility for licenses or identification. You're just considered to be in lawful status. Whether you're in lawful status is irrelevant. You're just considered to be. Get it? Who knows? Who knows? Certainly on a path to citizenship, he asked if they could vote. Certainly on a path to citizenship. You believe this? American hostages behind enemy lines, double-barreled. You stay there. Vetting, vetting, big party. Afghan nationals coming over? Yeah, yeah don't worry about it. Vetting thing. My orchestra just says you're vetted. Don't worry. And by the way, we'll give you a lot of pennies, too. Gets better. And by better, I mean worse. Here's uh, tweet number three here. The key section in this uh, CR here. One year after arrival, Afghan nationals will be given permanent residence. Green card. There you go. Gee. Green cards by Mayorkas, which means rapid path to citizenship and chain migration. No need to meet any legal definition of an SIV asylum seeker, a refugee or an ally or any legal standard at all. Look at this. Secretary of Homeland Security. This is the bill. May adjust the status of an Afghan national described in subsection A whose parole has not been terminated to that of an individual lawfully admitted for permanent residence provided the Afghan national, here's the only condition, <laughs> has been president of the United uh, has been president of the United States for at least one year. Hmm. Isn't that nice? American hostage behind enemy lines. Don't you dare bore, uh, get on that charter. We are not letting you out of the country. We're not sure we could vet you. Afghan nationals, come on in. Are you being vetted? Hell no. Mayorka said you were vetted, so you're vetted. By the way, here are a portfolio of taxpayer-funded benefits. And also, if you stay here for a year because we won't kick you out, after a year, by the way, you're on the fast path to citizenship. Maybe I have an idea. The American citizens being held hostage in Afghanistan, renounce your citizenship tomorrow. Claim you're part of the Taliban, and then you'll be expedited back in the United States, and you'll get government benefits too. What a deal. What a dealio. What a deal. Right? Right? Total slap in the face to people who came over here legally. Like my wife. Are you anyone in your family immigrants? He? I never asked you that. Do you have any legal immigrants in your family? He's like, yeah. Me. I never asked because unlike leftists, I'm not a xenophobe. I'm serious. I never asked again. That's good to know. Welcome to America, buddy. We love you. My wife, too. We got a lot of legal immigrants in the house. Really? What a kick in the. Can I say what a kick in the nuts for that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pardon the language. Why do it the right way? 
Wait, just renounce your citizenship if you're a hostage in Afghanistan. You come right over. Here, here's the last one. And Stephen Miller says, and if that wasn't radical enough, you're like, wait, there's more? Yes, there's more. The budget plan further authorizes Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, to waive almost any ground of admissibility into the United States. In other words, even if an Afghan national is explicitly barred from admission by law, they could be made a permanent resident. So you've got something on your record that bars you from being a citizen for the United States. It doesn't matter. Here it is right there from the bill. Waiver of certain grounds of admissibility. It says that the secretary may waive any applicable provision of this basically this immigration law on a case by case basis for humanitarian purposes to assure family unity or when it's otherwise in the public interest. In other words, whatever he says. How much longer are we going to put up with this garbage? Folks, please, if you haven't voted yet in this California recall, it is the first chance. We've also, in one race I have not spoken about enough, I'm going to bring up now, it is critical. Also, the Virginia governor's race. The Virginia governor's race is happening. It is, it's an off-cycle election. Folks, you got to vote Yunkin in Virginia. The Republican Terry McAuliffe is a Clintonista disaster, a corruptocrat at its worst. Please, if we can win this recall and win in Virginia, it would send shockwaves through the political system. We have got to get rid of these buffoons. So just one more time, principles check, okay? Media covers a black candidate assaulted by an obvious racist. Nah, we're not going to cover any of that. No way. It was Democrats. So there's no, you have no principles at all. So just shut your mouths. And then principles check number two. Saki's very worried about the vetting for American citizens coming here, but not worried vetting at all if you're an Afghan national. Come right on in. We'll wave all that stuff. Give you Benny's too. Sounds legit? Breather time. So what do we got coming up next? Uh, your government's bought and sold. Do you hear what happened with the teachers' unions again? The teachers' unions, most powerful unions of governments bought and sold, totally in hock to the teachers' unions. And the not the teachers, but the teachers' unions who don't give a damn about your kids. Don't give a damn about your kids. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, quick on this story. I don't want to move on because I got a lot to get to here. 
But your government is bought and sold, ladies and gentlemen. We are no longer a fully functioning constitutional republic. Now, we can change it back, and I hope we do, and I'm never, ever willing to give up because I do believe this country is blessed and touched by the hand of God. I do. I don't want to sound melodramatic, but I believe that. There's no reason we should be here. None. We should not have beat the British. We should not have beat them in the War of 1812. We should not have survived the Civil War, but we did. And we are still here, and we are still going. Despite Obama, despite Biden, we won't be stopped. But your government right now is bought and sold. This is an explosive story in Fox News, Joe Schofstall. The CDC only tightened its masking guidelines after threats from the teachers' union emails show. So, in a functioning constitutional republic where the rule of law mattered, the CDC would do what, folks? The CDC would be responsible to Centers for Disease Control for controlling disease. And the teachers' unions would be a union that represented the teachers who were supposed to be there to teach the kids. That would be in a normal functioning world. Okay, none of that's happening right now. The CDC is making decisions based on money. Money, what do you mean, Dan? The teachers' unions is one of the largest donors to Democrat candidates and causes. Joe Biden's administration knows that. The CDC, which is supposed to be fun- uh, functioning to control disease, is doing nothing of the sort. They are catering to a moneyed interest. That is it. That's the story. That's why these entities have zero credibility from the Fox News piece. The Biden administration tightened its masking guidance after a prominent teachers union threatened White House officials with publicly releasing harsh criticism. Are we serious here? The NEA sent a draft statement to officials that included harsh criticism of the CDC. And instead of the CDC doing the right thing, what did they do? They did what every loser entity does right now. They did the easy thing. What happened? Well, after the CDC released its guidance on masks, saying if you're vaccinated, remember this from May 14th? If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask indoors or outdoors. Well, less than 30 minutes later, Berger, who is the chief of staff, this woman Berger, uh, at the uh, CDC, sent an update saying she'd spoken with Becky Pringle and Randy Weigarten, president of the American Federation of Teachers. The next day, you can see the email there, Sherry Berger's email. The next day, on May 15th, the CDC updated its masking guidance to indicate that all people should wear a mask at school, regardless of vaccination, vaccination status. Ladies and gentlemen, this has nothing to do with science. The left has taken science and rammed it up your caboose. This has nothing to do with science. This is all pure politics. The teachers unions need an everlasting campaign of fear. The mask is the visual symbol of fear. It is the best way to extract money out of the public fisc and the taxpayer. It is the only way. Fear, fear, more money, corona mitigation. The teachers unions do not want this thing to end. I'm not talking about the teachers. I'm talking about the interest groups that pretend to back the teachers. They're not backing the teachers either. They are backing their wallets. That is it. Do you understand that? The reason the teachers unions do not want this mask mandate to go away has nothing at all to do with science. Nothing. Zero. It has everything to do with a visual symbol of fear, the mask, that they can keep going nonstop to extract maximum concessions from taxpayers. That's all this is. And the CDC dutifully complied. Your government, folks, is bought and sold. They have sold you out. You are financing this this formal blackmail scheme. 
I want to go on to some uh, just quick couple economic things. And... Okay, good. We got some more stuff coming up. Of course we do. I mean, I put a long show today, two pager. You know, the way the left talks about economics is becoming increasingly disturbing, folks. It's not your money. Listen, leftists, I know this is troubling to you, but when I earn money and my family owns money because we work, I did not grow up wealthy. My wife was an immigrant to this country, to Columbia. Her mom came here with like $20 in her pocket. So I don't need your lectures. Again, you can go sit down, take your seat, put your dunce, dunce cap on. I'm not interested in your lectures about hard work and money. You sit at home, I, you know, you roast your s'mores all day, you sing your campfire songs with your leftist friends in between Antifa rallies and BLM rallies when you're burning down hardworking people's businesses. I get that. You don't actually work for a living. You do nothing. You're leftist. Leftists hate the idea of work or a meritocracy, right? We work. We actually go out and do our jobs and we change nature and we change the world for the better for us. That's what we do. You don't. You just benefit from us because you're losers. But the way the left talks about money and other people's assets has always been disturbing to me. So there's an article in the Wall Street Journal today, Biden's tax, change, tax changes won't hurt family farmers. Here's the gist of it. If you make an investment, <coughs> excuse me, in say land, say you buy land, doesn't matter, farmland, whatever it may be. You buy the farmland for say $200,000. The farmland appreciates to a million dollars, right? Pretty decent appreciation on, a, on an investment. If you die, and you give that million-dollar asset to your kids, your kids only pay taxes on the appreciation from a million dollars up, not on the taxes from the original $200,000 investment. Does that make sense? Everybody tracking? Yeah. yeah. Pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Sounds fair, right? I mean, no big deal. Keep in mind, Farmer Jones, who bought the farm property for $200,000, already paid taxes on the money he used to buy the property. If he bought the property with his income, his income was already taxed. Everybody tracking? And if Farmer Jones were to sell the property before he died, Farmer Jones would also pay a capital gains tax on it, depending on what he did with the property. Everybody cool with that? The left doesn't like that at all. The left thinks it's their money. I want you to listen to this quote from another hack politician, <clears throat> Tom Vilsack, ag secretary. He says, uh, he says, right now, when you sell a piece of property, you pay tax on the amount of increase in value since you purchased it, what I just said. If you pass it on to an heir, the heir is treated as though they bought that property the day you died. So if they sell, they pay tax only on the increase in value during the time they held the property. That doesn't sound so bad, but this policy has allowed the wealthy to amass large fortunes. Oh, my God. Can't have that. Allowed the wealthy. It's not your money, numbnuts. It's ours. It's not your money. What have you, you haven't earned any of it. Dill sack. You haven't owned a damn, you haven't earned a, a dime of that money. How about you, soup cooler, shut it. Cotton out of your ears, in your mouth. It's not your money. I love how the leftists talk about other people's money like it's their money. It is allowed the wealth. You don't have to allow me to do squat. I was born a free person. I don't need your lectures, you loser. Tom Dillsack. This dillweed in the government, oh my gosh, you allowed you to earn a mass fortune. Allowed me? What do you even have allowed me to do anything? It's my money. Don't ever forget the Milton Friedman way about spending money, right, too. When you spend money, cost and quality matter. Cost matters, you're buying something for yourself. Quality matters, you're buying something for yourself, right? 
Cost matters. It's your money. When government spends money, it's other people spending other people's money on other people. Cost doesn't matter. It's not the government's money. It's other people's money. Quality doesn't matter. They're not even buying stuff for themselves. And Dilsack wants to take your money. Yeah, I know it's Vilsack. He's, he's Dilsack on this show. It's not his money. These people already paid taxes after they bought these investments. Now when they die, it's your money? Allowed them to. You know, you allow nothing, Dillweed. All right. Bidenomics is failing, failing everywhere. Just the news is an article. Be in my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you'd like to subscribe for free and check it out. Bidenomics, job opening soar, but Americans have not gone back to work. I want you to look at these stunning numbers to prove to you that when you pay people not to work, shockingly to the Biden administration, not to you, they don't work. The Bureau of Labor Statistics released the job openings and labor turnover survey, which showed 10.9 million open jobs for the month of July. Much higher than the 8.7 million unemployed for the same month. Ladies and gentlemen, is this really difficult to understand? Do we really need a doctor of philosophy and economics? Getting frustrated here. To explain that if you make it comfortable for people not to work, sadly, many people, not all, will not work. Is that hard to understand? How complicated is that? The Biden administration, thankfully, this this, uh, boost in unemployment is going away. But we are paying people a portfolio of benefits not to work. We have to become the party of work. The Republican Republican Party has to stop being shy. Our message should be this. Get your ass out of the chair and go to work. End of story. That should be the Republican motto. I will die on that hill. If you are capable, you are not a child, someone infirmed, a senior has outlasted their working years. Someone who has a disability preventing them to work. If you can work, go to work. Go to work. Don't be a loser. Go to work. I'm sorry. I always get feedback from people. Some, someone will say, oh, dad, I'm a Republican and I, 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 you know, I don't want to work. I, I'm sorry. I don't care. Go to work. Go to work. That should be our message. That's a hill I'm willing to die on. Go to work. And the Democrats want to pay people not to work and are stunned that people aren't working. I do. I get it once in a while. I get it. Usually 99 out of 100 emails are, hey, you're right, Dan. We should be the party of the dignity of work. There is dignity in all work. I was happy to stock shelves, clean toilet bowls, clean mausoleums. That's what I did. That's what was my job when I was younger. I was proud of it. Cleanest damn mausoleums, toilet bowls, and grocery store aisles you ever saw was proud of it. There's dignity in that. Don't rob a man of their dignity and pay them not to work. If you can work, then go to work. Sorry if that sounds harsh, but it's true. Change your entire life. All right, moving on. Um, I saw an excellent tweet here by Robbie Starbuck. Good guy. Uh, Robbie tweeted out, you know, it's amazing how quickly the free healthcare is a human right crowd, largely leftist lunatics, by the way, Turned into the let's deny people care who we disagree with crowd. Talking about the vaccine. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just one of the many reasons government being in charge of everybody's health care doesn't work. And is quickly becoming very dangerous. Amen, brother Robbie Starbuck. You see these two headlines? Jimmy Kimmel, unvaccinated people shouldn't get ICU beds. CNN's Don Lemon on unvaccinated people going to hospitals. Don't take up resources. 
So just to be clear, as Robbie points out, accurately so. I got a video, by the way, coming up next of Australia descending into total. I mean, the madness, the descent into madness is clear. But just to be clear here, the left on one hand, right? Because again, they have, you've seen a common theme to the show. They have no principles at all. So the left stated air quotes principles are healthcare is a human right. Big R right, they claim. Meaning it creates an obligation for someone else. If it's a right, you can't be turned down, correct? Meaning even if a doctor has to work for you for free to give you that right, you get to take it. Is food a right? Do you get to claim the farmer's crop too? It's my right. It's my right. I declare the right of prima noctua. It's my right. It's not a right. That is not a right. You don't have a right to take other people's property. Don't ever forget, when the leftists declare a right, your first question should be, that's interesting because you've declared an obligation for someone else at the same time and you're not willing to talk about that. The obligation is the question you should ask. There's a right to health care? Really? Does the hospital janitor have to clean the hospital then for free? If the person walking into the hospital claims it as a right and doesn't want to pay, all of a sudden the left's like, I don't know, I didn't really think about it. Of course you didn't. You're a leftist. You're an idiot. Of course you didn't think about that. But it's weird how creating obligations for other people by declaring healthcare a fake right, it's not. They have no problem with doing that when they can spend your money. Yet it's interesting. If healthcare is a right and you're unvaccinated and the left doesn't like you, all of a sudden it's not a right, and they have no obligation to give you health care. I thought we were creating obligations for others and rights. No, 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 not when we don't like those people. That's different. There's no obligation at all for health care. So the doctor is obligated to provide someone who doesn't want to pay for health care because it's, a, air quotes, right. They're obligated to provide medical services for nothing. It's a right, right? You just said it was a right. You haven't thought this through, have you? Leftists are like foaming at the mouth right now because they don't realize I'm right. They're starting to catch on right now. But unvaccinated people who may be unvaccinated for a number of reasons, including a possible prior infection where they may have immunity already, they have no right whatsoever. And you have no obligation at all to provide them medical care. Principles? Principles check? And it failed again. Left doesn't have any principles. They never did and they never will. And the sooner all of us wake up to that fact, the better off we will all be. Australia, folks, I've been staying on top of this. They have descended into total madness. It is now complete. Here's an official in Australia. Now, um, listen, it's not a conspiracy theory. For a new world order. These are her words, not mine. Declaring that contact tracing is going to be a big thing in the uh, new world order. I'm not kidding. Her words, not mine. Check this out. Will they be put back in place to be listed once we are reopening? Because they're not at the moment. Um, we will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. And yes, it will be pubs and clubs and other things if we have a positive case there. Our response may be differently, different if we know that people are fully vaccinated. Uh, again, her words, folks, you know, not mine. Some uh, new world. What does that mean exactly? The new world order. I have been worried for a very long time since I started getting involved in politics and I ran for office back in 2011 about a new surveillance state emerging, giving the technology. Folks, I think, I think, and I, I feel comfortable telling you this, I think contact tracing in these power-hungry states is just an excuse for surveillance. Think about it, right? What better vehicle than COVID contact tracing? Joe, think this through, right? Tell me I'm not, if I'm crazy, just tell me I'm crazy. I, you, won't, you won't hurt my feelings. But yeah. what better vehicle if you were a power-hungry government lunatic, right, to surveil people 24-7 than to use COVID contact tracing. 
my gosh, who were you out with? Where did you go? Where did you spend money? Where place were you? Were you at a sporting event? Who did you talk to? Were you at him? What better way, right? Oh, it's just COVID. COVID, we're just contact tracing. Listen, folks, I have no doubt there is some public health component to it that, that it, listen, contact tracing, especially for a highly infectious disease, can work. My problem is when the government institutes this and it's a oh, new world order, it makes people ask a lot of questions like, what are you talking about? We didn't hear about this new world. Are we part of this? New world order. Is it her words, not mine, folks. Her words. Let her explain them away. But I worry about surveillance. I worry about it because as I've said to you often, in a free society, there is a distinction in a free society between the private and public self. If we don't maintain that strict wall between the private self and the public self, you are no longer free. I don't care what a government calls itself. A democracy, the democratic republic. You can call yourself whatever you want. You're not free if there's no distinction between the private and public self. When you are in your house alone in a free country, nobody, you know, when was the last time you said, oh my God, I'll be a watch right now, but be careful what I do. Nobody does that. People are starting to do it now. You got phones listening in on you. You got this Pegasus software. Government wants to know where you are, where you've been, contact trace you. They also want total financial surveillance. You see this article in Reason? Read this thing. Be in my newsletter today. Read this sucker by Matt Welch. Biden's total financial surveillance. What if every one of your non-cash financial transactions was automatically reported to a beefed-up, audit-hungry IRS? This is what Biden wants. Remember, you thought you had a private self, right? You go into the store, you have cash. You buy some Phillies blunts. Maybe you like cigars. Not saying kids did that when I was young. Phillies, Phillies blunts, where they fill Phillies. You buy some rolling paper. You're rolling cigarettes, but you pay cash. That's right. What if you pay that in like a, what is it, Venmo or like an Apple Pay? Wouldn't it be really great if the government, of course it wouldn't be terrible if the government got all that stuff. That's what Biden wants. Again, you think it's a conspiracy theory, making it up? Here, from the reason piece. The Biden administration's proposed comprehensive financial account reporting regime. Oh my, does it, Joe, does that, do you have the Soviet, does that sound Soviet? Or, the comprehensive financial account report. You got to say it with like a, a Russian accent. The comprehensive. <laughs> the comprehensive financial account reporting regime would dramatically keep up to attention for that. His elbows work, so he does it better than I do. Very nice, Key. Well done. It would dramatically increase the types of financial institutions and transactions exposed to the Fed's prying eyeballs. All business and personal accounts from financial institutions including bank, loan, and investment accounts, would be forced to report inflows and outflows to the IRS. And not just bank accounts, ladies and gents. The dragnet would now include PayPal, settlement companies, and crypto asset exchanges just for starters. You thought you had a private self? You paid your taxes on your income? And then, yeah, I'm just free to spend it as I want. Government doesn't watch everything I do. Ha! <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Everything you do is public now. Everything. And once that wall between the private and the public self disintegrates, you used to think when you opened your door, right, the public self begins and you act differently. 
That public self is everywhere now. You're going to have to act differently everywhere because the government wants to watch every single thing you do. I'm sure leftist morons will disregard this. It's a conspiracy theory. That's why you're leftist morons. And that's why we're always ahead of the curve here. Okay, just a quick story uh, before I get to this last one. New York Post, anchors away, Joe Biden purges Trump appointees from the Naval and Air Force Academies in West Point. Folks, they have boards there at these military academies. The boards are supposed to be outside observers, and they're supposed to look at the military, our military academies, and, you know, provide advice on how to basically better manage these things. These are nonpartisan positions. I'm not saying people who are appointed there aren't partisan, but they are nonpartisan. They're not political. Sorry, They're not technically considered political positions. There are Obama appointees that were there. When Trump was on board, Trump didn't get rid of them. And the Trump appointees are supposed to stay. It's how we did things. Biden told them to beat it. Now, some of the names who were on these boards might sound familiar. Um, H.R. McMaster, Kellyanne Conway, Sean Spicer, Trump-era officials. Now, I'm going to say something that may cook your, uh, cook your, toast your muffins, bake your bagels a little bit, cook your calabari. Okay, great. You want to get rid of Trump administration officials? Fine. New rules, folks. New rules. New rules or we win, you lose. You like those new rules? You know, the new rules are we're going to get rid of a non-political appointees onto boards because we don't like Trump administration folks? Fine, do it. Go right ahead. I don't agree with it. I think it's a really dumb idea, but I hold your Republican officials to the same. When we win this next presidential election, when we win this next presidential election, again, (laughs) when we win this next presidential election, I want all of the Biden appointees out, all of them, all of them. They want to get rid of a couple people. We get rid of all of them. And then maybe they'll see the futility of this strategy. New rules, folks. You want to play by the old rules? You go right ahead. You're going to continue to get your ass kicked. Old rules are out. They want to start getting rid of appointees? Good. Get rid of them all when we come in. Flush the toilet completely. Goodbye. They won't because Republicans. What's my golden rule? Most Republicans are really Democrats, but no Democrats are really Republicans. Yeah, yeah, it was the, right. He brings up a good point, Joe. He's like, yeah, wasn't Biden the unity president? Yeah. We're bringing normalcy back to the government again. Sure, sure you are, daddy-o, normalcy. But a senile old man in the White House. That was four days ago, five days ago. Geo- <laughs> that was, that was, right. yeah, that's right, Joe. This story doesn't matter. Yeah. It was four or five days. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Joe Biden has a four or five day statute of limitations. Why? Because his memory only goes that far out. Play that again. I, I, I talked over. That's pretty that funny. That was four days ago, five days ago. <laughs> that was four days ago. Great point, Armacost. These people were, they told them to resign over four or five days ago. Anything that happens outside of that window, Joe Biden says, don't worry, I can't remember it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Very good. Well done. Right outside of the memory window for Joe Biden. So I've been pointing out grifters all week. I was talking about Nardini, Jami. Uh, she, uh, you know, a big grifter, fake fact checker type person. So uh, I've been pointing her out, but I got to move on quickly because there's other grifters out there. I saw this uh, this tweet from a guy and I, you know, I'm very hesitant to do this because, uh, you know, I exposing people is a serious thing for me, especially when it involves people I had a relationship with. But uh, this one matters because 
the new rules apply to everyone. New rules, folks. They want to mess around. We can mess around too. So there's a, I mean, this guy is, if there was a textbook definition of a grifter, a guy in politics solely motivated by money and influence, it's this guy. There's no, there's not a moral backbone here at all. There's this guy, Reed Galen. Here's his Twitter account. This is a disgusting, disgusting tweet, but I would expect nothing from a man like Reed Galen who has no spine at all. He is really the definition of a loser. Even when you see him, he's kind of a pathetic looking soul. He looks like Rick Wilson. They all have that, that, that filthy kind of, you know, you, you can tell they have BO just by looking at him. They don't, I'm not sure they shower often or what, but when you see Reed, you'll know what I'm talking about. He's a really pathetic looking soul. But um, he tweeted this out. Rand Paul put a tweet out looking at some firearms, and he said in his tweet, Rand Paul, just looking at all the guns Joe Biden is trying to ban. So Reed Galen, uh, this is really hard to believe. This is where we've degenerated to. said, I'm not saying I agree with Rand Paul's neighbor, you know, the guy who attacked him. He says, I'm saying I understand. <clears throat> Condoning violence against Rand Paul, because that's who Reed Galen is. Reed Galen's a coward, by the way. Reed Galen, uh, Reed Galen would lose a fight to your uh, four-year-old redheaded stepsister. Uh, trust me, the guy could not fight his way out of a wet paper bag. He's a chest bumper, Joe. He's a chest bumper. <laughs> Walking up with your chest. So I decided, you know, I've had about enough of this loser. He's part of, the reason it's important, by the way, is not because it's some personal gripe. I really couldn't care any less about this guy. But he's involved in the Lenin Project. You know, the Lincoln Project. You know, they had the child guy involved with the child stuff, with the, you know, that kind of gross stuff. And then it turned out one of them in the group was... Involved with some Russian money, do yeah the Lenin, the Lenin. Leftists love them because again, leftists have no principles. So people with no principles are attracted to leftists because they have no principles. So just to show you, so Reed Galen, who by the way, Reed Galen was a Republican activist. Reed Galen is a grifter. He found out there's more money saying I don't like Trump on the Trump side. So on a he just flipped like that. Now, showing you this guy's totally motivated by money. Here it's from, this is from years ago, back in 2013. This was Reed Galen trying to grift money um, off my campaign. This is an actual email. It's not a joke. Reed Galen, you know, this is uh, Reed Galen. I don't have his email there, but you can see his name. It says, Dan, it's been a while since we caught up. Let me know the campaign's going, if I can be helpful. He was trying to grift money off my campaign for some outrageous, like, consulting sum. Also, please take a look at the attached memo. Notice this one, Joe. And let me know if you have any donors or groups that would be interested in something like this. The grift never ends. The grift, all this guy cares about. You got to pay me and make sure you got some donors out there. Well, you know what? I, because back then I thought this guy might have been for real. And I didn't know much about politics. We emailed back and forth. And I actually considered using this loser um, until one of my people on my campaign, one of them, a woman named Kelly, saw right through this guy who had had some experience with campaigns. And she, she used to tell me behind the scenes, Dan, this guy is a grifter loser. We're not using this guy. So we didn't get back to Reed. So Reed was like, send me an email later. Checking in. Keep in mind, this guy hates Republicans now. He was trying to get money from me, like the most conservative Republican out there. This is a grifter. Here's Reed after we ignored the guy. Checking in. Dan, I sent Kelly a note last week to check in, but haven't heard back. <laughs> <laughs> of course you didn't. You're a loser. Can you give me a sense of your plans? Sure. They don't involve you, loser. Also, if you think there's an opportunity to work together, I'd welcome it. Yeah, we don't. Uh, but understand that I see my role as providing strategic advice to the campaign and counsel to you directly. <laughs> this next line's great. 
I don't get the sense Kelly values or desires my help. <laughs> if that is how you feel as well, please let me know. And I wish you the best of luck and look elsewhere. Thank you, Reed. Thank you, Reed. See you later, buddy. Guy was a total grifter. Grifter. Now, again, hates Trump. Hates Trump supporters like me. Unless you can pay him, then he loves you, right? So clearly, guys, you would think, right? You know, who's a big Trump supporter? You know, Sean Hannity he was in Trump's corner for a long time. So Reed, clearly, if he's a principal guy, he definitely hates Sean Hannity, Trump, me. I guess you can give him money or you can do a favor for him. He was Reed Galing begging me to get one of his people, yeah, on the Sean Hannity show back in 2015. Same guy who supposedly hates Sean Hannity right now. This is a real email. It's not a joke. I'm not making this up. Reed Galen, the Dan Bongino. Hey, man, favor to ask. Can you send me the name of Hannity's bookers for radio and TV? Thanks. Jeez. Hope you're well. <laughs> Praying for your governor. Reed, this. <laughs> the verdict is in. Loser. Loser. You believe this dipwad? Hannity, man, he really sucks. We don't like Hannity. He supports Trump. I, he, this guy will do anything for a dollar. I have more emails I'll be putting out. Uh, oh, you think you slipped that one in? Oh, good. Thank you. But I have more emails from Reed I'll be putting out. Uh, some of them trying to sell access to his dad and everything like that. The guy's a total loser. And, of course, leftists love him because he's with the Lenin Project and the left loves Russian influence and the left loves backing up people with a shady history with kids, if you know what I mean, which that group. That's what they love. They love the Lenin Project altogether and total grifter losers like this. And by the way, hat tip Matt Palumbo who caught this tweet. So Reed thinks it's funny, political violence against Rand Paul, probably because Rand wouldn't give him any money and he's a grifter. But it's strange, uh, you know, a while ago, he was all against political violence. He says, GOP leader jokes about violence against Democrats, against democracy, crickets. So again, Reed has a problem with political violence, unless he could think, uh, make a joke at Rand Paul's expense and maybe grift some more money out of uh, suckers who give money to the Lenin Project, who are ironically running. You'll get nothing and like it. You will, that's, if that's not the right, you will get nothing and <laughs> like it. If that's not a Smales exhortation, I don't know what is. But they have an ad, ironically, running right now, the Lenin Project, uh, attacking Ron DeSantis. Again, it's, folks, I'm really sorry all you leftist losers have been suckered by this obvious grifter. This guy will turn on you in a second if the money dries up. In a second. He is all about the dough. We got more Reed Galen emails coming in the future. There, uh, Some of them are even worse. This is just the beginning. There you go. There's your guy. Leftists, you love them. Your principal, principal author, principal the resistance there. Sure. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check out the radio show today. My guest will be Michael Knowles from the Daily Wire. He's pretty fantastic. And please uh, subscribe to my Rumble account. We are almost at two million subscribers, which is incredible. Rumble.com/slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. I'll see. You. Oh yeah, questions. If you want to submit questions for tomorrow's show, questions for Dan. We do it every Friday. Just go to my Rumble account, Rumble.com/slash Bongino. Subscribe. It's free. And just write a question underneath any of the video, and Guy will check him out tonight. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.